Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He's got a bowling shirt on today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room. Welcome into the NFC Championship Game Preview Show on Ride the Line. This is not a bowling shirt, Tanner. What? Oh, it's, it's even more of a bowling shirt when you see it. This is up. not a bowling shirt. Now, now my camera's out of focus. You don't like my shirt? I like it. I didn't say it. Just because I called it a bowling shirt didn't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just a bowling shirt. All right, Tanner. You just, just you wait. You wait until you give me some material to work with. You're always sitting so close to the camera. I can't see what you're wearing. I mean, I'm the usual hoodie, usual hat on, cover up the cover up the hair a little bit. I got to get a haircut today. That's, that's that's my main goal for the day outside of the content game is just to get a haircut to clean up a little bit. So next week I'll be wearing no hat. Yeah, I, I need a haircut too. My problem—I don't know about you. My problem is like my hair—it's it, supposed to curl this one way, but when it gets too long, it starts curling in multiple directions, and that's when it's a, this time for me to get a cut. Got to use that gel. I have, I mean, I have some in right now. I can't believe we're opening by talking about our, our hair care routines, but I got some in, but it's, it's too long. I need to cut. Great clips or super cuts can sponsor the show. That's my uh, sport clips too. Sport <laughs> clips is my number one if I had to pick to sponsor us. But anyways, it's enough hair talk for today. We got to talk about Dan Campbell biting off kneecaps. But before we get into that, make sure you subscribe, like, share, follow every single verb that you can think of to follow this page, like it, comment, do it all. Guys, make it happen in the comments section. Check out WSN.com. We have a ton of writing content on there, um, written content. We have all our videos and podcasts and all that on there as well. So make sure you check that out. All the links are in the description below. Grant, NFC Championship time. Why don't you preview the game a little bit? Yep, NFC Championship. We got the San Francisco 49ers favored by seven points, hosting the Detroit Lions straight up before we even talk about anything football-related, just breaking down the numbers. The Niners were favored in every game they played this season, still went 9-9 nine and nine against the spread. So, you know, theoretically, they lost money, but they're also used to being favored by a huge amount. So them being favored by a touchdown here, not a huge surprise. Meanwhile, the Lions' best team in the NFL against the spread, 13-6. and six. Dan Campbell is the best spread coach in league history history covers more than 68 percent of the time so those are the important trends going into this the 49ers top three in pretty much everything this season top three offense top three defense top three point differential um they got maybe the best spread going in or maybe even for most of the year people would say the Niners had the most balanced roster maybe you want to put the Ravens in that conversation now with what they've been able to do but surely the Niners got one of the two best rosters from player one to player 53 going against this Lions team that is not just a young, fun, upstart team. This is a very good team. I was talking with Greg Peterson, our friend, and he said he feels like this Final Four in the NFL is a real Final Four. These are the four best teams in the NFL, and I agree. I think the Detroit Lions are certainly one of the two best teams in the NFC. It's no fluke that they are here. Um, They deserve to be there. That said, the biggest weakness in this entire matchup Lions Niners offense defense it's Detroit's passing defense to me at least they gave up the second most passing yards per game in the league bottom five and passing touchdowns allowed they allowed Baker Mayfield to go for 350 last week so I feel like that's the one thing that you have to keep an eye on in this matchup but I'm interested to hear your perspective on how you're breaking this down 
So I think the touchdown spreads warranted just because of how the public and how odds makers perceive the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I do believe the 49ers are slightly overrated. I think if they go to the Super Bowl and they face the Ravens or even the Chiefs for that matter, but I do think the Ravens have a massive leg up on them in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs would be a a little bit of a tighter game because the teams are a little more even there. Um, But when we look at the team as a whole, they play good defense. Like that's one thing that they do. They're very tough on defense through the air. They're not as good as they are up front, but they're still better than the Lions through the air. And I think defense is going to make the difference in this game. And that's why we're getting the touchdown spread here. There's no doubt the Lions can score points. But with that being said, if they don't find success early in the game against the 49ers, it could be a long day for them in the sense of the 49ers are going to be able to put up points through the air. Like I have no doubt we don't, you know, everyone picks on Brock Purdy, right? He's, he was like a, you know, he's a, he's an upper half quarterback based on like PFF grades this year. He's still going to be good enough to pick apart this, this secondary for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. It doesn't take a whole lot to do that. Here's another interesting thing though. The 49ers are actually only six and three in the, at home this season, not as dominant as you would think for a team of their caliber and the lions are six and three on the road. So no, no real advantage there. I know people are making a, a big stink about the fact that the lions have only played one game outside of a dome in their last 12 games. I think it is. So they're worried about how Jared Goff's going to hold up. My, my thing is, if Goff is going to hold up, Purdy's going to hold up, and vice versa. I, Purdy seems to be affected by rain just as much as anybody. We know Goff has his troubles in the elements. None of that should matter. It's going to be a, a bright bright day, clear skies. Um, it's going to be like 70 during the day. I don't know what it'll get to at night, but it's not going to be that cold. So fair weather for both teams. I'm with you. I think the Niners are going to be able to throw the ball, even though I'm probably not as high on Purdy as you are. I'm not saying you love Purdy necessarily, but I think I'm still a little more pessimistic. But I expect him to find success on this Detroit defense. At the same time, though, I expect Detroit to be able to move the ball on the Niners. The the Niners have only gotten three sacks in the last three games. The pass rush has kind of disappeared. The Lions, according to Pro Football Focus, have the second-best offensive line in the league. They did a real number on the Buccaneers, who did a number on the Eagles the round before that. So we know that they can protect Jared Goff. And if you give Jared Goff time in the pocket, he can dice up any defense you know he's not a top five top seven quarterback because of how he looks when he's under pressure but if you give him time he can play like a top five quarterback so if Detroit can protect him there's no doubt in my mind the Lions are going to score points on this Niners defense I think they're going to score points but I think it's going to be tougher for them to score points against the Niners than it is for the Niners to score points against them that that's what's going to make the difference in this game Um, I'm not saying the 49ers cover a touchdown. I don't have any play on that side, but I do expect the 49ers to win this football game. Would it it shock me if the Lions win? Probably not, just because the 49ers have looked uh, susceptible to some some, uh, issues the past few weeks. But at the same time, too, they, they are the better team here overall. And it's also important to remember that number one seeds coming off of their bye in the divisional round are they cover the spread, I think, 43% of the time in the last 20 years. So obviously the Ravens covered, which means just statistically speaking, the 49ers shouldn't have covered, and that's what ended up happening. So I don't want to fall victim to being prisoner of the moment too much. What I do worry about, though, again, the pass rush has slowed down. Purdy, not good against the Ravens, uh, you know, no touchdowns, four interceptions, not good last week, had a decent box score, but if you watch that game, he was not good at all. And I feel like this Lions team, first of all, Dan Campbell's going to have some trick up his sleeve. Like, it's been shocking that he hasn't done something crazy. Like, it could bite him in the ass, though. It could. 
It could bite him in the ass. It absolutely could. It absolutely could. But he hasn't made that move yet. Um, you know, he was, it was a standard game plan against the Raven and against the Rams and the Bucks. feel like we might see something here. Also the, the Lions, like the way they play, it's transferable against teams that are better than them. They've only lost by se- more than seven points twice all year. Um, so twice in what 19 games. And again, they're full touchdown underdogs here. They can run the ball really well and they've got a great offensive line. It's the simple things. It's kind of similar to what the Niners do. They establish the run and then they go to the play action. Like that's something that has worked across generations in the NFL. And for the Lions, it's going to be all about can we get some yards on those first couple of drives? Can we force the Niners to commit guys into the box? And if we do that, we open up the middle of the field for the pass. Um, I'm I'm like you. If if I had to pick just straight up odds played no part of it, I would take the Niners on the money line. I would take them to win. But my favorite play is the Lions to cover the spread. Did I say the nine? I said the Niners to win, right? You said Niners to win. Okay, yeah. yeah. Niners to win. Um, thought I said Lions. I think the Niners will win, but I'm definitely taking Lions on the spread. A full touchdown, just way too much. And again, Dan Campbell, best coach in league history against the spread. Lions, best team against the spread. I feel like you can see them keep it pretty close. Yeah, I have my I have my hesitations with the spread. I, I do think the Lions probably keep the game close. We should at this point in the season. These should be close games. It's the playoffs. Um, but I like the under just a little bit better. I think the 49ers, while they are going to be able to throw the ball in this football game, I think they're just going to try to keep the Lions offense off the field. That's the that's the biggest way they're going to win this football game. It's going to be with Christian McCaffrey. It's not going to be through Brock Purdy. The Lions do have a very good rush defense, but at the same time, too, the 49ers have a, one of the best run games in the NFL. They have the best running back in the NFL, and I still think they're going to be able to find success on the ground and in that short to intermediate passing game as well with with Christian McCaffrey so um, I'm going to go the under there I also think when the Lions have the football they can be very explosive but um, I think the 49ers are going to give them a little more trouble than they've seen in the past few weeks you know going against Minnesota going against a really bad Dallas uh, secondary it looked like down the stretch of the season Minnesota twice Denver um, was better on defense but like they they have not faced a defense like this since probably close to Baltimore um, in week seven. So I think it's going to take a little time to adjust. So McCaffrey, I'm not going to, he doesn't have to win this game for them. Uh, again, the Lions are the second worst pass defense. If so, if we get to the end of the game, Brock Purdy and Kittle and Ayuk and, and Debo, if he plays, can go win this game. But if McCaffrey is able to run the ball for more than 100 yards, like there's no reason the Niners shouldn't win this game because looking at his numbers, he's only had a few bad games. Three of them he was injured, so we can honestly just take those out. He only goes for 64 yards in the final week of the season, um, but the, the, the Niners didn't really play their guys for the full length. The one bad game he played was against the Cowboys, 19 carries, 51 yards, and they won that game 42-10. to 10. So mm-hmm. unless the Lions defense, and again, the Lions great run defense, If McCaffrey on his own gets to like 90, 100, that means the Niners are going to have, you know, time of possession. They're going to force the Lions to commit more guys to the box, whereas they're used to having, you know, their usual setup. That pass defense is going to be exposed even more. So, again, McCaffrey goes off, then the Niners should win this game pretty easily. If the 49ers run the football effectively, the game's over. The Lions have no chance of winning it because they're going to be able to control clock. I, I have no doubt they're going to be able to throw the ball. And that means the Lions offense isn't on the field as long. And you're not going to rip off explosive plays every two seconds like they have been in the past against this 49ers defense. So the prop that I'm going to take leans on Christian McCaffrey running the football. I still think he's going to have a big game. He's hard to go against no matter what, like 86 and a half yards. It's it's 
doesn't seem too steep, even in the spot against a really good Lions front seven. Um, because if the Lions start selling out for the run, they're going to hit them over the top. They're going to find a way to get a lead, and then they're going to pound the rock, right? So the Lions are going to have to adjust no matter what here. So if they find success through the air, if the 49ers find success through the air, it's going to force them to you know empty out the box a little bit and give the ball to Christian McCaffrey more. I think the biggest thing in this football game, they're not going to, they're going to try to not let Christian McCaffrey beat them. But at the same time too, he's just so good and you don't want to bet against him here. And for the 49ers, like you said, they don't, he doesn't have to go out and win this game per se uh, with Christian McCaffrey, but he has to go out and be dominant, right? Kyle Shanahan's going to make a conscious effort to get him the football. And I think that's going to lead to him going over 86 and a half yards. Line's just a little bit too steep for me, but I think it's never a bad idea to look to McCaffrey. So I'm looking at him in the passing game. Last week, he had 12 targets, seven receptions, only got 30 yards in them, 4.3 yards per reception. That's not good, but we know how explosive he can be. And when the Lions have the problems they do have with their secondary, um, it's just going to open up a lot of things. And you know what? Because the run defense is so good, let's say they're able to not stop McCaffrey because he can't do that. But let's say they're able to slow him down. Well, now the, we're going to see the Niners go to some swing passes, some screens, some little dump offs. Maybe they're going to split him out wide. They're going to find more ways to get him involved and use the passing game as an extension of the running game to make sure that he's still able to make big plays. The line at 35 and a half receiving yards, I think he can absolutely go over that. And then a little bit of a, a value play that I have here. Uh, if we, if we take odds completely out of it, I don't know if I would be saying I love this pick. You know, if it's like minus one ten, I don't know if I'm taking it. But David Montgomery, anytime touchdown score for plus one sixty five odds, that is that's way too good for me to pass up on. Um, Montgomery this season, funny little stat that I saw on Twitter or X. Have you ever called it X? By the way, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm I refuse to do that. Um, Montgomery in four, I saw the stat on on Twitter. I'm sorry, I got off track. He closed as a minus money favorite to score a touchdown in 14 of 16 games during the regular season. So you're used to seeing him for that minus 120, 130, minus 140. You're getting for plus 165 here. This is a guy that ran for 13 touchdowns in the regular season, uh, didn't score last week, but did score in the wild card. A guy that they're going to give it to anytime they're near the goal line. Him and Jameer Gibbs, you know, yes, they split carries, but Montgomery's usually the guy that's in there when they're inside the 5'10 yard line so if they put together one of those sustained drives there's a very high chance that he gets the ball yeah I, I agree with that I think that's a good play and and he's the guy that's going to get the ball around the goal line against this 49ers front seven it's not going to be Jameer Gibbs as much they're going to need to to power in the end zone it's going to be with Montgomery so I like that play another touchdown score potentially that I could see George Kittle he's been electric um, coming up with some really big performances he's been able to create big explosive passing gains um, with Brock Purdy so going against the secondary it's probably a good matchup as well yeah, and just to go back to how we started this, talking about the game straight up, the Lions have a chance to win. Like, don't get us wrong. Tanner and I both believe that. They are a very live dog. This this is not a situation where, like, if the Buccaneers had beaten the Lions, we would not be saying the Bucks have a chance to beat the Niners, I don't think, at least. The Lions have a very good chance, especially if Debo Samuel doesn't play. Because you can make the argument that all quarterbacks need weapons, sure, but Brock Purdy seems to really struggle as soon as he loses one of those guys. If he loses Debo, who can be used as a runner or a receiver, that's a huge loss for this team. 
No, yeah, totally agree with that. I think Debo needs to be in the lineup for them to really be that dominant. If he is, I mean, they still have the upper hand. If he isn't, I, I think they still have the upper hand as well. Um, but Debo makes a huge difference for this team. Like we talk about McCaffrey a lot, but Debo's done so much and it just adds another weapon that the Lions, a bad secondary, is going to be forced to defend. Yep, I agree. One more thing before we get out of here, guys. This is the special pick that I, I hinted at or I teased, if you will, on Wednesday. And it's actually a teaser. So you can go about this in a couple of ways. There is a six-point teaser for minus 110 odds. You can boost the Chiefs up to plus 9.5 against the Ravens. And you can get the, Lions against, get the Lions at plus 13 here against the Niners. Um, but in that case, you're not getting the hook. So if you want to go out and make sure you get the hook, you can do a little alt spread parlay, get the chiefs for plus 10 and a half, get the lions for plus 13 and a half. And that has minus 125 odds. And personally, that is my strongest play of the weekend. Cause I don't think either one of these teams are getting blown out. No, I definitely agree with that. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tight matchup, but I, I like the teaser a lot. Um, on both sides, I think, you know, the Chiefs at plus three, the the Lions at plus seven, they're very good teaser pieces. Yeah, 100%. And for the value too, I mean, again, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be thinking I can get the Chiefs for plus 10 and a half as one of two legs in a parlay for minus 120 odds. Like, it just doesn't seem like that it would work like that. But that is the case here. Um, I got a nice little, let's see, a nice little a field goal prop here, Grant. This is an interesting one. A 60 plus yard field goal to be scored in the championship Sunday games, plus 2,200. Is this one of those uh, FanDuel specials? Yeah, like it's a FanDuel special. I, again, that you're probably donating because the, the game's not in a dome, but you still have Justin Tucker. Yeah, you do. 20, um, who, one. T- Tucker, Butker's good. Butker's really good. Um, Jake Moody probably isn't making one. I would say it's got to come in the AFC game for sure. You got yeah. Bucker and, and Tucker. Each team to score two plus. That's pretty good. 60 yard field goal in the playoffs plus 1,100. I don't mind that. Three games. Yeah, that's not on. bad. A walk off winning field goal scored plus 450. There's I don't some, hate that. No, I mean, I kind of like it. Uh, we we got to give the kicker <laughs> some love after the past, past <laughs> couple weeks. They suck. And then, uh, so you can you can take it down to 55-plus-yard field goal to be scored for plus 250 odds, too. Tanner and I are just discovering this live. Like <laughs> you, know, you know another thing, too, guys? This is one more thing we'll give. Not saying I do think the 49ers win this football game, but you could literally take Kansas City Chiefs money line, and you could take Lions money line. You're getting 891 right now for that. So say you put 100 on it. Okay, that wins 891. If you get through the Chiefs game, well, I guess minus 335. You really can't hedge as easily. Um, but still like you, you look at like eight plus eight ninety one for two dogs in a parlay that have a realistic chance of winning. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I've got a vested futures interest in a Chiefs Lions Super Bowl. I, I bet it both ways. I beat Chiefs to beat the Lions and Lions to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, hedged it down a little bit with the Lions winning because didn't need to put as much down to get the money out of it. But I'm gonna be rooting for the dogs this weekend. Spread teaser outright. I, I like the dogs. I like it, Grant. I like it. Well, that was the NFC Championship edition of Ride the Line. Happy Friday, guys. We'll be back on Monday recapping these games, and we'll start looking ahead to the Super Bowl. So next week, probably do a Super Bowl show and the Super Bowl prop show, um, and then we'll start getting into basketball. Yep, sounds good. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that, like Tanner said, you are subscribed so you don't miss out on future episodes of Ride the Line. Good luck to everybody this weekend, and we'll see you all in the next episode.